0: Nicholas Wapshot. Nicholas is the opinion editor of Newsweek. He's also an author. His newest book is titled The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and The Road to World War II, and his book is available at www.norton.com forward slash books or amazon.com. More than a pleasure to have back on the show, Nicholas Wapshot. Nicholas, good afternoon.
1: Leslie, how are you?
0: I'm I'm doing good, thank you, and I'm glad to have you with us. Uh, You know, I tweeted out today. That I tweeted out today that, one, um, I wonder if secretly GOP Republicans are saying to each other in themselves, Harvey, Irma, Jose, Mexican earthquake. Gee, you think climate change is real? And uh, I I say that because it's just so hard for me to imagine anybody further uh, denying. Um, So, you know, let's talk about Hurricane Irma. Harvey just behind us Irma about to hit Jose behind and climate change and then the earthquake in Mexico are the increased winds uh, the increased speed the increased frequency um, and the small amount of time in between all of these uh, you know natural disasters more than just mother nature being you know ticked off at the earth
1: uh, you know, You'd have to devote your whole life to studying climate science in order to work out whether one side or the other is correct on this problem, you know. Uh, it strikes me that the overwhelmingly large number of scientists, the majority of them by far, are um, in, believe that actually the, the globe is slowly warming and that this is causing trouble. Now, it's a separate thing to say whether any single event is the result of global warming because you know we've had volcanoes for you know millennia uh so all these sorts of terrible things happened and, and maybe there's an and flow of things but certainly i don't think you can doubt that the the heavy side layer that is the outside of the atmosphere is now reflecting sun back into us and is warming up the globe Uh, And and all the rest is sort of nitpicking, really. We know that that's the case. and We know what causes it, which is burning carbon fuels. So we've got to get away from that as fast as possible. Uh, We we may even already be too late. We're going to live with, you know, water up to our knees. Uh, I mean, not us, but our grandchildren, I suppose, will be in that position.
0: We hear things, Nicholas, such as hottest summer on record. Uh, In the case of Hurricane Harvey, wettest hurricane on record that dumped up to 50 inches of rain on Houston, a city I lived in back in 1992 in three days, uh, waiting uh, landfall for Irma to hit landfall. That is supposedly the most powerful hurricane on record in the open Atlantic. And, you know, you just talked about the human um, induced uh, climate change uh, in uh, these events. And so let's talk about the deniers. Is it political because those on the left say, hey, climate change is real, so those on the right just say it isn't because they like to say you know, anything opposed uh, to what those on the other side of the aisle ideologically from them say? Um, or or it, it is, is this greater? Is this a fear of science being real because perhaps they think it takes away from God or religion of sorts? Um, or does it go even further than that, which is, You know, they know the climate's changing, but maybe, you know, because of greed, profits or politics, yet again, they they don't want to accept the reality of the uh, human uh, factor that has induced climate change.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, you, you hit all three of them, and they're all three correct, but certainly there are some people who are just contrarian. And so as the left, on the whole, is united about climate change, so the right automatically, thinks that uh, something must be wrong with it. Uh, So there is that. But above all, I think that it's to do with uh, industry and lobbying. I mean, if you look at the people who are funding the climate deniers, the scientists, or sometimes the fake scientists, or the not very good scientists, or very grateful for money scientists, they are uh, the Koch brothers, uh, you know, huge energy companies who are putting money into, trying to muddy the water so that, I I don't think anyone's been shaken by anything that anyone said about, you know, the fact that the global warming isn't taking place. I think that everybody knows it is. On the other hand, they just about managed to buy off enough votes in Congress so that America, on its own, is separate from the rest of the world in the Paris Accords, which are all working together in order to try to reduce the carbon footprint of their nations. In a place like Europe... um, there are indeed deniers, but they are a, a very small minority, and they're not taken very seriously. It's only in America that these profound divisions between left and right are so sort of graphically clear. It's, uh, it makes it fascinating for a journalist to report on it, because everything is etched in very black and white. But in, uh, in Europe, it's, it's overwhelmingly rational, which means that you don't have the various sects that deny things or uh, stand up against uh, progressive movements in the same way that you do in the United States, where individuality and and, uh, having unlikely views is given great credit.
0: A lot of people are asking what the role of the human-induced climate change is in uh, these events. And, you know, how else have our own actions increased our risks? What would your response to that be?
1: Well, I don't think there's any doubt that that humans have done it. uh, What what is difficult to get right is the basic fact that since the Industrial Revolution, we've been burning off enormous amounts of coal, and that has caused the gas to uh, accumulate at the top of uh, the atmosphere, which is now so heavy uh, that it bounces back the sun. And that is what is causing the general, over decade after decade, a a gradual warming of of the whole globe. It's, I mean, it's relatively subtle. I mean, we're not talking about things that – that's why when you look at one incident, you can never quite tell whether it's to do with global warming or whether it would have happened anyway. Uh, you've just got to look at the, the moving picture rather than the snapshot. So you look at all of the different storms uh, in the last decade and compare it to 50 years ago or 100 years ago, and that's, that's when you can get a pretty clear idea that things are getting hotter
0: you know and this is another thing this is not about politics and this is not just about people you know uh, you know opining about this issue there are fundamental physical principles here there are observed weather trends Um, And hurricanes, you know, and and to further to your point, hurricanes get their energy from warm ocean waters. The oceans are warming because of the human-caused buildup of heat-trapping gases in our atmosphere. And that you said, primarily from the burning of coal, oil, and gas. The strongest hurricanes, the reason they've gotten stronger, uh, meteorologists, other scientists are saying, is because of global warming. And over not just the past decade, but more recently, the past two years, we have witnessed the most intense hurricanes on records, not just for the United States, Florida, Texas, but for the globe, both hemispheres, the Pacific, uh, and uh, now Irma, uh, the uh, Atlantic. Um, so this is not just political and perhaps political suicide for some, as we will see for the Republicans that in Texas said no on funding relief efforts uh, for Harvey. Uh, as of late in the past 24 hours in the House or the Senate. But quite frankly, this is um, murderous, if you will, to the constituency of anyone who wants to continue to uh, deny this, because this is not political, this is factual.
1: Well, Leslie, as you know, everything is political, like everything is economic. And uh, so any issue that arises both parties, because this is a sort of bipolar system. One party pulls with one leg and the other pulls with the other leg. And that's the way it works. Uh, all I'm saying about comparing to Europe is that actually you can have a whole range of parties. And they all agree on things like climate science. It's only in America where every single issue has to be blue or red and it couldn't be purple in between. And that's to do with the strange society that we have now, which is so polarized between people who uh, generally think in progressive ways and think that uh, the advances in the last 50 years have been worthwhile. And those people who are hanker after some distant past when, uh, I don't know, when the Confederacy was around or when, uh, you know, the whole place was like Allentown with, with uh, families who were sort of... Uh, Two parents and two children, and there were no gay people, and uh, black people knew their place. So the, the the whole cultural division of the of America is so profound now. That uh, even things which could be in common, like climate science, because it's such a serious thing for the whole of the planet, and it's so shaming for America to stand out against the rest of the world, who all understand science in the same way, and it come to the conclusion that uh, if, indeed we are warming the planet and there's something we can do about it. Uh, I think that it, 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 it's regrettable, but here we are. Uh, this is the United States. It's wonderful in so many different ways, uh, but uh, very often when it comes to politics, it's not very rational.
0: You know, one of the, one of the things that you know, we know just from uh, Science 101, well, first of all, global warming. The the, the globe is warming, and, and that's undisputed. You don't have people that go, well, I believe this and I believe that, because there are uh, you know scientists, the major, overwhelming majority of scientists that say, uh, the climate is changing, as uh you know a result of it's human induced. And then there are others that argue that, but nobody argues that the globe is warming, and that we we know that warmer air holds more moisture, and the amount of water vapor in the atmosphere you know, has increased because of global warming, whether you believe that's human-induced or not. Uh, so, I mean, there could be a, a coming of the mind. I mean, this increase has been measured. This is a fact. Two plus two is four. It is unequivocally uh, attributed to human-caused warming. And even if people don't believe it's human-caused, they, they can't. Argue the increase in this measure um, of the temperature uh, of the globe, and and because of that, because of that extra moisture, we have heavier rainfall. Um, We've observed this, um, and uh, whether they believe our influence attributed to this uh, climate, we know that rainfall rates and hurricanes are expected to increase. In a warmer world, we live in that reality. We're having, you know, we have warmer climate. We have a warmer globe. We have warmer oceans. So we have increased rainfall. We have more of these hurricanes and uh, more uh, damage and disaster. Do you think because this also means higher sea levels, That the ocean, we know, expands as it warms. That's Science 101. And because ice in the mountains and the poles melt and make their way into the oceans, Science 102, and sea levels, uh, you know, are accelerating, you know, go and look out the window if you're on a coast, and that the storm surges from the hurricanes, uh, they ride on top of higher seas, so they really – have more damage to the coastal cities. We are seeing this. We are seeing the heavier rain, the heavier sea levels, and and just this this, this smashing of these hurricanes, major hurricanes, causing you know flooding that are costing much more, not just in human life, uh, costing much more in insurance and damage to rebuild, costing more to uh, federal funds through FEMA uh, to be um, uh, replenished. At what point do you think Nicholas that Republicans put down the political? Pitchfork, if you will, and say, "Well, damn, we we've got to accept this to a certain degree, you know, and stop being angry that Al Gore was right."
1: Uh, yeah, well, they will understand, I guess, through the ballot box eventually that if you are under the age of about fifty, this is this science is not in doubt. No millennial that I know. Uh, And uh, I've got children who are in their 20s, so I meet a lot of them. Not one millennial ever doubts the science behind uh, climate change and uh, global warming. So I think that in a way, those doubters are uh, dying out. But the thing that keeps stoking them, of course, and the thing that keeps uh, nudging the water, as I've called it, is uh, the fact that very large energy companies are deliberately uh, putting out dubious accounts of figures or alternative accounts, alternative news, if you like, or fake science, it amounts to very often. They do the same with economics. They do the same with all sorts of things where they sort of make up a, a parallel universe where everything fits their policy uh, playbook. But it's, uh, it's not a great help to, I think, voters uh, because it doesn't do them any uh, any service, they they don't appear to trust the intelligence of voters who can work out for themselves that something is going on in the climate, and they can look at the figures and come to their own conclusion. And, and they they're all all the young anyway are agreed, and the old fossils, literally, maybe they should, the sort of fossil fuel people, uh, they they are, I guess, coming to the end of their life. You'd imagine. the The other thing that you would expect uh, when a rational Republican. President is in place. I mean, even George W. Bush nodded towards the fact that uh, something was going on and something had to be done, although the the Republicans in Congress wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, enjoy it. But I mean, now we have, in the Trump administration, we have a person who's been put in charge of science who doesn't have a science degree. I mean, it's very, very puzzling.
0: Uh, yes, it is puzzling. Hold that thought, Nicholas. Hold, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, any calls on this, 8886 leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 653 7543 And we're also going to talk about why did Donald Trump Jr., the president's son, meet with a Russian lawyer? We're going to see a full list of his excuses, which are forever changing, and talk more about that with Nicholas Wapshot from Newsweek. on Leslie Marshall. Don't go away.
1: Life, Liberty and the Pursuit of Truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-Leslie.
0: We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. When I say we, that means all of you at 8886-Leslie, 8886-537-543. And Nicholas Wapshot, opinion editor of Newsweek, author of The Sphinx, Franklin Roosevelt, The Isolationist, and The Road to World War II. You can get the book at Amazon.com and also www.norton.com forward slash books. Follow Nicholas on Twitter at nwapshot, N-W-A-P-S-H-O-T-T and see his great writings at Newsweek.com. Uh, let's, uh, let's take some calls, shall we, Nicholas? Uh, and let's uh, go to Line three in Decatur, Georgia, with Reggie. Reggie, good afternoon. Question or comment for our guest?
1: Well, happened happy Friday to you both. Of you yourself, Leslie Marshall, Leslie Marshall, and to Nicholas Wapshot too. Yes. Well, why is it that when you, you know, well, why why do we have climate climate change deniers, deniers such as President Donald L. Trump and Rush Limbaugh who said that this was nothing more than a a fake, fraudulent, phony, artificial, liberal hoax? with, you know, colluding with the mainstream news media and retail and uh, department and uh, hardware stores or retail stores, even grocery stores, supermarkets, he's saying that all of this is, all of them are combined together, intertwined, that these are nothing more than hoaxes created by Democratic liberal progressives to scare people and to have them spend their hard-earned money. But that's what Rich Limbaugh told on the Radio Tokyo yesterday. Of course well, I thought that not. was uh, Reggie, Reggie,
0: thank you for that uh, That and your call and your point. Uh, Nicholas, that is a good point because there's one thing about trying to accuse the left and then there's another about putting your listening audience at risk and then the huge hypocrisy when Rush Limbaugh himself had to have somebody fill in for him today because he was evacuating his home in South Florida.
1: Uh, well, hypocrisy is the name of the game for Rush Limbaugh, I'm afraid. Uh, he's the guy, if you remember, who uh, was a Found to have been getting his Hispanic cleaner to buy prescri- or to uh, procure prescription drugs for him. I mean, I've never taken anything that Rush said seriously. I always imagine he must be high when he's saying it. So that's the end of that. The the, <laughs> the course, well, you know, it's the, it's the truth. I mean, hypocrisy. It is the. the the byword of the Republican Party. They put such a high bar on things like sexual behavior and then keep getting caught at it themselves. It's that sort of thing which drives people crazy, I think, about the Republicans. Uh, But when it comes to climate science, uh, of course it's hypocrisy. Do you think the Koch brothers don't believe that uh, the planet is warming up however slowly? Of course they do. But that doesn't prevent them. They know what business is about and they know who to hire in order to try to confuse uh, voters to confuse congressmen and uh, just altogether bite people off really
0: okay let's go to michael in the brox line four. michael question or comment
1: hello everybody happy friday you know just to piggyback on what reggie was saying that if this ho- all these hurricanes were such a hope a why did florida governor rick scott issue an order of evacuation for the people. And B, when you look at the damage done in Texas, in San Juan, in the Caribbean, we see what Irma can do. I mean, it's like, you know, what the heck do you think that was? Some kind of freaking magic trick? Come on,
0: Rush Limbaugh! You big dummy. Well, that's a good point, Michael. That's a very Michael. Thank you for the call, sweetie. Happy Friday to you. Uh, that's a very good point that Michael makes. Uh, in addition to the comedic relief there, but um, a, a, you know, Nicholas, um, that that is a good point that he makes. I mean, the governor of Florida, who is a Republican, um, you know, obviously wouldn't be part of some liberal left wing, you know, uh, loony hoax. No,
1: there's a world of difference between you know the the coke brothers-induced uh, climate deniers, and rational people who actually have to run a city or run a state, of course they know full well that uh, the climate is changing. and They're having to make plans accordingly. Well, and if they're not, then uh, they will be cursed by their children for having uh, not taken enough precautions. They will find even bigger disasters in the future, I guess. The fact is that practical people know full well that global warming is a fact. And uh, it, it, the deniers really have got their fingers crossed behind their back because they know full well that actually uh, something's going on, and it's inexplicable, and it's getting worse. Uh, so however you want to cut it. Uh, and now it's true that anybody can take statistics and cut them in, and dice them in different ways and come up with radically different and opposing results. but. In this case, the evidence is so overwhelming, and the scientific community is so overwhelming. The rest of the world, mind you, is, uh, is, uh, has run a mile before America's put its pants on on this issue. If you go to Britain, you'll find that, it, which is not a very, let's put it mildly, it's not a very sunny place. It rains more, more than it's, uh, it's sunny. But still, you'll see endless amounts of uh, roofs covered with equipment to turn sunshine into electricity. So, And the whole of Europe is the same thing. They have all moved on. All of the companies and engineers and so on are getting their market in Europe, which is where there's a real market, whereas American innovators in this subject would have to go to Europe to sell their product because, yeah, it's not going to work. The the weird thing is that I don't really understand the Republicans because they came to be the party of business. And here is an extraordinary business opportunity. This science is real, which means that actually we all have to adjust. We all have to find easier ways of making electricity free ways, using the sun in its many different uh, forms, using wind power, using all of these things. There is an enormous fortune to be made in this, and yet the Republicans would rather deny it, and, and, and their denial is actually causing American businessmen to be behind the curve when it comes to taking advantage of this huge worldwide industry.
0: Um, I want to uh, move on from climate change, uh, unless we have more people calling uh, for that. And uh, let's talk about Donald Trump Jr., who met with a Russian lawyer. First of all, Donald Trump Jr. did meet with a Russian lawyer. I- 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 is that correct? Uh, why is it significant? And, I mean, how many excuses is it given now? Uh, which is, look, if you give excuses and it keeps changing. I know that when I watch Law and & Order and somebody's arrested and they keep changing their stories – um, that the police feel that they're not being truthful and the reason they keep changing their stories is because, you know, they're they're probably guilty. So uh, let's talk about not law and order, but reality. Um, why did Donald Trump Jr. meet with the Russian lawyer, or at least what are some of the excuses he's giving, and, and, and why is this significant?
1: Well, first of all, happily we know exactly why Donald Jr. met with this uh, Russian lawyer and a couple of uh, other Russians and the uh, Russians uh, a translator and so on. And that is because uh, he was promised, we know this because there was an email which has been published, so we know exactly his response. He was offered dirt on Hillary Clinton. And they also asked well, one about it. Let's talk about adoption in, of Russian children by Americans, which Putin had vetoed in response to the sanctions that we, we the West, put on to Russia when they invaded Ukraine sounds a very complicated story so the woman arrives saying that she wants to talk about two things first of all lifting sanctions which is what the children the adoptions mean the other thing is i've got a dossier that's got dirt on hillary he left with joy don jr and says i can't wait this is great stuff you know bring it on in that's That's where the crime took place, actually, because he's now dallying with, and he should have checked these people out before, agents of a foreign power in the middle of a general election campaign. And he's very – I mean, his own father, for goodness sake, is a candidate, so you couldn't get much closer to the candidate than that. And so the problem is that when it was all discovered that this meeting took place – and if you remember, it started off with sort of three or four people in the room, and then it grew – every hour for, on the day that this news broke. And everybody compared it to the uh, Marx Brothers' Night at the Opera state ru- uh, stateroom meet- meeting, where one more person joins an already crowded room. But we know that Paul Manafort was there. We know that Jared Kushner was there. Uh, they, in subsequent uh, ways, have pretended that it wasn't important to them. That, that Jared said he was on his phone the whole time. Manafort said he was late and left early. But That's all getting around the fact that they were there for a dirty, nefarious business, and they must have known it because the emails explain that they must have known it. And so Don Jr., I'm afraid he's now spoken to so many lawyers, and he's rather lost track of what his original – a story was. So what he's got to say now is, oh, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, I was a bit distracted by other things. These are all the things that a good lawyer will tell you when you're being cross-examined. Say, well, I can't quite recall that fact. Or, what, I, you know, I, there was someone else in the room, but I can't remember their name. You Go through all of these. I mean, it is, as you say, just like a sort of television courtroom drama. Uh, and uh, we will be given. I understand it was all held in camera yesterday. Uh, and he wasn't even uh, interviewed by senators themselves, but by Senate staff, which is rather strange. Uh, but anyway, w- there were seven senators who were there, and uh, they came out and said roughly that uh, Don Jr. has a lot of holes to fill in his story, and we'll be asking him back, and we'll be asking him to uh, perform in public. So that's going to be something to look forward to, Leslie. Uh, you know, this the high theater of the Russia uh, investigation uh, is taking place in the halls of Congress and in the courtrooms of Congress, which is that's what it looks like. It's more Perry Mason, I think, uh, maybe than uh, the sort of forensic uh, do you like.
0: I want to talk about, um, you know, this uh, a little bit more. Two months have passed since uh, Trump Jr. admitted to meeting with the Russian lawyer. That was in June of 2016. And he specifically admitted that he did this in order to get dirt on the campaign opponent, Hillary Clinton. Um, We in the American public still don't have a definitive answer as to why he decided to link up with someone who was connected uh, to the Kremlin. Now, yesterday, he sat down with staffers, as you mentioned, from the Senate Judiciary Committee. That committee, along with others like Mueller, are looking into Russia's interference in the presidential election and evaluating whether the president or at least his campaign was involved. The meeting was private. Some of the content was leaked. The New York Times reported that he told investigators he agreed uh, to that rendezvous in in, in June of last year because he thought the Russians had information concerning the fitness character qualifications of Clinton. So just for the record, though, uh, Nicholas, that's. Part of the, you know, also fair in love, war, and political campaigns. Correct. I mean, there is—is there anything wrong with him trying to find out anything about the fitness, character, qualifications of Clinton? Um, is it not where? Uh, what information he was trying to obtain, but from whom is the problem?
1: Yeah, well, the, exactly. The the uh, information that she, that he was being promised was almost certainly to be stolen from the, the Clinton campaign. Uh, unless it was just salacious dirt, which is what he was hoping it was, I think. In which case, that's also, you know, not, not worthy of someone that high up in a presidential campaign, particularly, as it turns out, a winning presidential campaign. But all of this is set against, of course, the other dossier of dirt, which is the one that a man called Steele, a British spy, former spy, of very high quality, by the way, drew up. Uh, for the FBI, in order to or was it the I can't remember which, uh, in order to uh, explain how and why Trump was implicated with uh, dubious people in Moscow, they, they included all sorts of scenes which, uh, if they were to uh, be true, would uh, humiliate uh, President Trump. Had they been recorded on film or whatever, uh, then they would there's no doubt about it. They would actually cause the presidency to crash, I would imagine. So one, well, he, the assumption yeah, is go ahead. that there's a blackmail going on. And the the idea is that um, there will be a quick pro quo and uh, you, you'll do our bidding and we'll see what happens. And I must say, it does explain why Trump has been quite so generous to Putin at every twist and turn, uh, considering the rest of the world thinks that he's most spiteful dictator and authoritarian. Uh, But Trump, for for some reason, thinks he's absolutely sweetness and light. So something must explain it.
0: Yeah, he said he was misled. He was curious. He was busy. He was polite. Uh, He was worried. Uh, Lastly, before we uh, end uh, this hour and go to talk media news out of D.C., um, Russia, there was some fake news, and that's uh, from Russia on Facebook. Uh, This apparently could have reached 70 million Americans um, does, uh, you know, does this uh, go into the hands of, you know, all of the things surrounding Mueller and connections between Russia? Um, or is this no, because Russia post on Facebook, and even though it could have reached 70 billion Americans, Americans still have to make up their own mind when they go to vote or they don't?
1: Well, what we do know is that Putin launched effectively a war against uh, the United States through the Internet. And he's been trying to corrupt voting machines and uh, interfere uh, with the mechanics of, uh, anything digital that he can, uh, get his scientists to explore and exploit. But in this case, we're talking about a Russian-based campaign of fictional, of fictional Americans who chatter to each other on Facebook and hold sites, uh, which push, uh, uh, Information which is totally undermining to the American system of government. And uh, it turns out that, uh, as the New York Times explained on its front page today, this was amazingly widespread and is likely to have affected the thoughts of 70 million uh, electors, American electors. Well, that's a huge propaganda blitz. You would imagine a guy would have something to say about this
0: yep absolutely Nicholas we love you Nicholas Wapshot opinion editor of Newsweek author of The Sphinx Franklin Roosevelt The Isolationist and The Road to World War II on Twitter follow him at nwapshot that's N as a Nancy W-A-P-S-H-O-T-T and Newsweek.com is where you can read all of his great writings